Another Joe gets fired. Don't worry, not me. Let's play ball. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. It's me, Joey B. Joe Pizzapia with me, of course, is the Welsh, and it's you, the Peanuts, the Cracker Jacks. You're all here hanging out with us, talking some baseball on a beautiful Wednesday morning here in New uh. Jersey. Oh, it is so nice. Uh. This is like fall, I think, probably in uh, Arizona, where Welsh is. But uh, we've got a lot of baseball to get to, some key injuries. It's 109 yesterday. By the way, 109. Right. But who's yeah. counting? Beautiful, and, beautiful uh, 109. <laughs> but it's a dry heat. It's no. always the dry heat. That's what they tell yeah, you. It's gorgeous. And Welsh, you called this. You said, I wonder what's the next managerial shoe to drop. And yesterday, late afternoon, the news broke that the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, wow. after 12 straight losses, decided to move on from their manager, Joe Madden. So we're going to put all the all the individual achievements off to the side here we got to talk about this because this is big news it's huge joe madden goes back to those 2002 angel teams that won the you know the championship there Uh, he's been part of that organization before long-term angel guy had great success with the rays had obviously the amazing success with the cubs winning the world series breaking the streak and then you know here we are with the angels five years in Uh, He is a little below 500, so I understand that. He is at 477 winning percentage, so I can understand that. But, Welsh, I want to set you up with this today. If you had a great start to the season, which they did, and then you had a terrible part of the season, which they did, doesn't Joe Madden deserve that third-round look to say, okay, what do you do with the next 25 games? Yeah, I I mean, you and I, off-air, I was like, if I would have told you in March that Joe Girardi and Joe Madden would both not be managing teams on June 8th. How wild would that have sounded? The Madden stuff I really don't get as well. The just 12, 12 games really unravel what he has been as a manager. But unlike there was actually a situation going on yesterday, uh, one of your former uh, co-hosts, uh, Craig Mish, was tweeting mm-hmm. about it's really weird situation going on with the Marlins where the Marlins had this yeah. like closed door meeting that wasn't mm-hmm. about the performance, but maybe about liking each other and then said it wasn't resolved. This is very public. This is a very public thing. There has to be something very behind the scenes that we don't know about this situation. I mean, you know, Mike Trout is very uniquely different, I think, than a lot of stars, but I find it hard to believe that he wasn't consulted on this. Shohei Otani had a nice little message about it, but then just kind of moved on. How would the team be comfortable that 12 straight losses completely alters and changes somebody who's very important, whether they've been massively, massively successful, which isn't all Madden. It's also roster construction. I don't know. Pitching. Sure. I mean, guess like Dylan Bundy over the years. Well, that, they, there, the, there's something bigger. There's something bigger there that we don't know. stars and scrub team. They've been a stars and scrub team for the last 15 years. You know, if you go back to the Josh Hamilton contract, the Albert Pools contract, I mean, they have spent a ton of money on star power and they've been yeah. lacking in the pitching department for some time. And that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. And when you have, you know, and, you know, I understand they paid Mike Trout and you should pay Mike Trout. And I understand wanting to do that. Sure. But this is this is the this is the problems with the stars and scrubs roster construction at the big league level is you don't have depth. So when you have injuries like Mike Trout getting hurt last couple of years, right. Or Otani getting hurt last couple of years, it's really tough to kind of bounce back. Hey. Like you don't have the depth in the organization and they yeah. haven't done a good job of growing a lot of prospects. You know, CJ Cron was in that organization and they let him go. 
Um, you know, Jared Walsh has been there. He's been good. I mean, Taylor Ward is at a good season, but he's 28 years old. So I don't want to do like a victory yeah. lap about like the scouting department on him. Well, that's the problem. Welsh. That's actually a real thing. And by the way, I just want to tout as somebody, as a very respected manager in the baseball world with my tout team, I did the angels thing. I did the angels thing and it didn't work for <laughs> me. So clearly the angels could just learn from me. That's how they could do. But no, that's hundred percent it too. Their scouting department has actually been kind of ripped over the last couple of years. They've done weird mm-hmm. stuff, uh, even at the lowest levels, but the mat, like, I felt like maybe Madden's lackadaisical attitude. Th- there is something more behind the scenes with it because I refuse to believe a 12 game streak did this because look at the roster construction. They could not get pitching. They kept spending money in other directions. The development, which isn't just on Madden. I mean, he's trying to win games at the major league level, the development of, of Joe Adele and guys like that. And Brandon Marsh, like that can't be the whole thing. I don't think he's mismanaged the team, right? So Iglesias has closed out games. He got an MVP uh, season out of Shohei Otani. Mike Trout can't stay healthy. It's just, it's something deeper intertwined, or it could be as simple as, you know, Madden might've just been like, yeah, maybe I'm not the guy. Maybe I'm done. They're always very lackadaisical as well. I misspoke earlier. I'm, I'm looking at baseball reference. He's been there for three years as manager. He was there for longer in the organization. So it, it, baseball reference kind of loops everything in there. And I was yeah, like, wait a minute, he could have been there five years. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but he was with the angels when he first started as a coach. So it, it gives you that as part of the accumulation, which is really a weird way to look at it because he wasn't the manager then. Uh, but look, this is a three-time manager of the year that you yeah. you've let go. So I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be the fix for the angels. It's uh, actually, Spoiler alert, it's not going to be the fix for the Angels. Let's just put that out there oh, and just really? move on. Oh. All right, let's move on to some of the other things here. We have uh, some guy named Justin Verlander, 12 strikeouts. Ooh-wee, right. baby. Let's go. Joey P is going to make a lot of money. I not only doubled down on Verlander for Cy Young Welsh, a few weeks ago I tripled down. So no, I am, I am, I am, I am. I'll show you You're the best. All in? I am all in. I am all in. Literally right. over a thousand dollars will come my way if Verlander wins that. I just looked so the other day. Him. Verlander is he? He's not at the the lead spot though, is he? Are, you yeah. know what? Uh, we were looking at he awards. Is. The one we didn't look at was Cy Young. We were looking at Rookie of the he Year is, and he's MVP. still the top in the American League for Cy Young. All I don't right, know what Joey. it is today after uh, that performance. My guess is it's gone <laughs> down even more. Uh, I will look in a second and tell you that. But before we get to that, uh, Starling Marte left the game with a quad for the Mets in the shutout loss mm. to the Padres. Darvish was great. But Darvish also hit uh, Pete Alonso on the hand. So the X-rays came back negative, Thank God. but they are going for the MRI today. I don't think we have news yet on the MRI. Have you seen anything to the contrary? I haven't seen anything. I just know the fear. There was a fracture fear, and uh, I think that fear is gone. So other than that, small stent is a win at this point, if it's that. But, um, you know. Pete Alonzo, he's tough. Justin Verlander plus four hundred on FanDuel right now to win the uh, to win. No one's ahead of him. Uh, no, no. Little leader four hundred. McLaren hands a... at six fifty. Garrett Cole's at six fifty. Nestor Cortez eight hundred. I mean, I'm betting pros similar numbers there. Love McClanahan here, but I think that plus. I mean, at four hundred, you can love them all you want. The Justin well, just, Verlander comeback train narrative is going to be strong. Four to one also very much shows you that it's quite a field. It's quite a field right now. Like if it you is. look at Rookie of the Year, I don't know if it's changed. We looked two days ago, but like Mackenzie Gore is at one point six on your money to win uh, rookie of the year in the NL. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that it's not locked up because you're not in the minus money, but they're telling you that's the bet. 400 is very open. Like what, what is, um, 
what is Alcantara if you have it for NL? I would bet he is like he was 800 on Friday when I put some money down on him, but right now currently uh, we are looking at but he's better. He on is sitting at 650 plus 650. Really? Right is there anybody so above him? Mm-hmm. Yep, just Corbin Burns at 500. So this is more wide open. Alcantara wow, is at 650. Very wide open. Joe yeah. Musgrove's at 650, and it's funny because I had Musgrove at I think 10 to one. I had the shares. I cash out of Walker Bueller about four weeks ago. Put those shares into Musgrove at ten to Very one, smart. and then Alcantara, uh, Alcantara, excuse me, at plus eight hundred. And this is how you look on Fanduel. If you can, you can play like the stock market, where you can cash out if you don't like how things are going, and take that money. And, and I gotta tell you, it's it is one of my favorite things because I've got a lot of my futures bets this year on DraftKings, and I'm not loving it. Where I had my futures in the NFL on Fanduel. And I loved it because I like at mm-hmm. one point we had Aaron Rodgers at MVP uh, Boggs and I did a dual bet together and it looked great. And then it started to fall apart, but we still made money on it because we were able to cash. Right. Out. That's it really what is a nice. Feature. You can play it like the stock market. You can invest. You can yeah. take out my Julio share. Oh, you know, I'll tell you about how good that looks right now. Ooh, wee, that looks good. Uh, <laughs> let's do a, a, another one here. Oh, look at this. Mike Mayer loves this. The angel he's, he's piling on not only pools and up it look Hamilton, but also Justin Upton. Mm. Gary Matthews, Vernon Wells. I forgot about the Vernon Wells one. I that liked was Vernon Wells for the Angels too. I did too, but a terrible contract. Mm-hmm. So Darvish seven shutout frames. Kyle Wright career high eight innings and in a win. He has been an absolute revelation. Ronald Acuna not one but two homers. Um, isn't the only guy who went yard. Some guy from the Astros, Jordan Alvarez, went yard. Also more on that to come. Marcus Ooh. Simeon four for four, two homers and a steal. I hope you listen to Uncle Joe. And went out there and made all the trades for Marcus Simeon over the last two weeks. And the Yankees are the first in Major League Baseball to 40 wins. So congratulations to them. Uh, Xander Bogarts, though, shoulder uh, issue. Uh, he's pushing to play Wednesday. We'll see if that happens. Trout doesn't seem, quote, too alarmed about the tight groin. But I think you should be too alarmed about the tight groin because it could always be a problem. Uh, hopefully he'll sit out for a few days and just rest it and not do something stupid. And uh, Luis Arise, who exited the game with shoulder tightness, is going to be held out today. So if you got him in a lineup. Take him mm. out of that lineup before we get to. Uh, can we talk about this? We need to talk about Omaha Steaks because Father's Day is literally around the corner, and Omaha Steaks has the Dad's Want Steak package. And look, I'm telling you, treat yourselves. If no one's going to buy this for you, go out there and get it for yourself. Go to Omaha Steaks, and here's what you do: in the search bar, put in "leading off." Now, I know people are getting confused. They're putting "leading off" in the promo code section. No, no, no. Put in the search bar leading off, that's going to take you right to our special that we got going mm. on right now. 16 mouthwatering entrees. You got the Franks. You got the boneless chicken breast. You got the bacon wrap filet mignons and so much more. And of course, my favorite, the caramel apple tartlets. All of that can be yours. Go to the search engine, put in leading off at omahasteaks.com. And when you do, you get eight free of the steak burgers as well, which are fantastic, individually wrapped, vacuum sealed, it's what you need. So once again, that promo code is leading off in the search engine over on omahasteaks.com where the beef is yours. And look, man, it makes a nice gift for yourself. Nice gift for somebody else. It's, it's some nice I've always said, Joe, some I've always steak. said What's that on? you said earlier is mm-hmm. uh, if no one else is going to get it for you, when you get older, you learn because you have oh, jobs yeah. and you have money and stuff get it for yourself. You just get your stuff that you want. Just, you just, just you don't yourself. wait around. Don't be like, Ooh, who's going to get me the presents and stuff. Just get it for yourself. Cause guess what? You always win. You always win and you should do it today. I mean, look, I've learned this lesson as a single 40 year old man for the last few years. If you want something, you just have to get it for yourself because, you know, God bless your children. They, They might every now and then surprise you. 
but you know, really you're mm-hmm. on your own here. No, no one's buying anything for you. Yeah. You're, you're an old person. You just get it for yourself. Treat yourself. It's summertime. Go barbecue. All right. Let's talk about this. Alec Manoa, seven and one, a 1.81 ERA, another Cy Young contender. Uh, when you think about it in the American league for sure. But uh, if you're looking at him in terms of his odds right now, he is all the way. Where is he? Cy Young in the American League. He is plus 900 still. He just can't compete with some of these other guys. But Alec Manoa is really taking that next step. I remember Nick Pollock, especially before in the preseason, we had him on and that was his dude. This guy's been incredible. Um, your thoughts on Alec Manoa and his value right now in Dynasty of how good he's been. Yeah, I moved him up. I just did an update um, over at NSLeague.com on my Dynasty ranks, and he got the big boost. I actually have a brand. I have a pitcher, number one in Dynasty, who is not Garrett Cole or Corbin Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Manoa, but Manoa moved way up, and you move Manoa over guys like Walker Buehler and stuff at this point. I will say this. This is a twofold thing. I don't love the massive drop in strikeouts. I don't know if you're paying attention to it. Massive last year, 10 K per nine over a hundred innings. He's under eight right now this year. And I've watched two. I've really paid attention on two starts and he does not get the calls on strikes anymore. And it doesn't look like he's pitching to it, which is okay because he's also cut his walk per nine in half. That's really good. But from a fantasy perspective, it's limiting him a little bit. You've also got an almost two run differential between ERA and XFIP, which again, it's not the biggest thing in the world. When you have a 180 ERA, you're going to have a higher XFIP, but it's almost two runs and it's almost at 373. So while I think Alec Manoa is incredible, there's some things that are limiting. The inverse thing about that is the Blue Jays team for the most part, has been relatively underperforming. You know, I mean, as a whole, mm-hmm. I don't know what they've been dealing with. Uh, you saw a lot of strikeout issues early on. You've seen them just trying to click and get their batting average back up, whether it's been Teoscar or Bichette or even Vlad Guerrero Jr. And you could potentially throw some of the pitching in there as well that I don't think, I think he's interesting from a betting standpoint simply because he's been dominating without the fantasy stats and he's on a team that hasn't even got hot. That's why I think he's interesting there from a dynasty perspective, very valuable because he's young. I don't love the strikeout. Like I think a fan, fan, uh, a fantastic dynasty conversation would be Dylan cease or Alec Manoa mm. cease walk issues, but all Ugh. the strikeouts in the world was dominant for six weeks or Alec Manoa who he's getting it's it tough. done, but his strikeout numbers, they're just not there. They're not. I wonder if that's something, though, that will continue to get better. I mean, Cease has been around the league for a couple of years now, so I feel like we kind of have a good idea of who he is. I wonder if Manoa Manoa to me would be my choice because I think there might be another gear in him that we haven't seen as he gets older, whereas yeah. Cease has been in the league another two extra years. And I know but the COVID Cease's, year is short. It's a little weird. But Cease's strikeout numbers, I mean, this is the tough part. Oh, no, you're right. You're he right. looked like uh, Shane McClanahan to start the year. Strikeout numbers, 9, 10 mm-hmm. a game, uh, just flipping the curveballs and fastball past everybody, uh, picking up wins. But then he's really fallen apart, which makes it tough. Manoa is getting – he's got your ERA covered. He's got seven wins on the year. He can go deep into games. These are all really great things. It might not be close if you really put it down, but there are some people that live and die by strikeouts, especially in the mm-hmm. dynasty format. And I think at this moment, Manoa probably wins that. 65%. Uh, I'd be curious what people think, but I do think it's a bigger question and you don't want to tear a guy down just because they can't strike out guys right now or whatever the adjustment is. Manoa's is phenomenal and he's borderline top five uh, SP and dynasty at this point. 
MVP is a really, really interesting thing to do. You just wonder, is a guy going to do it without any of those strikeout numbers? Uh, but, you know, if he's got 18 wins, he's got seven wins through June right now, regardless yeah. of the strikeout numbers, be damned. He is yeah. a winner. great offense, too. You yeah. know, you know, you know, that, that hasn't gotten be good hot. That's what I'm saying. No, and they haven't even been there yet. No, uh, this was a fun tweet, too, from a friend of the show, Michael Govier. Go support uh, good people on Twitter uh, and, at MJ Govier. Uh, he said, I drafted Garrett Whitlock with the expectation he would close. It's June 7th, and he's got one save. He's been up and down as a starting pitcher while their closer situation is the worst in Major League Baseball. I hope Bostonians have been ripping the team's management this season for <laughs> this. Uh, Garrett Whitlock, is it time for him to go back and to become the closer and be a dominant guy there? I would like him to be. That's what I've always kind of wanted. The starting pitcher thing has, you know, he's had a couple blowups that I think have really pushed the narrative of like, he can't be here. He can't be a starter, but here's the bottom line. What his value would be as a closer to what his value is as a starter. It's not remotely close. It's exponentially different. He is a mediocre starter at best, a reliever. He could be a top 10 reliever. If you know, you had somebody that could lock down games for Boston. So yeah, they don't have anybody that they really like Diekman, Barnes, no, none of them work. I would love to see Garrett Whitlock in there, but you got kind of an aging rotation that I don't think they want to move away. Tanner Houck hasn't worked. I think that's also changed a little bit as well. Um, yes, I would love to see Garrett Whitlock back in, in the reliever role, and it would, uh, I think, double his fantasy value instantly. And uh, if this isn't a plug for the century, head over to Mike Mayer's Twitter account. Uh, for some from daily thoughts on the Red Sox front office. There you go. Who uh, could be who could be messaging in the chat from the fantasy pros MLB uh, official account? I, I know, right? Uh, here we go. Fun facts. Justin Verlander, seven and two struck out season high, 12 batters in seven innings. And uh, that put him at 3,086 for his career. He moved past his former teammate, Max Scherzer, for the active strikeout leader among pitchers. And then went past John Smoltz, who was one of Verlander's Big guys growing up as a kid, I guess. So uh, there you have it. Justin Verlander making a little bit of history there. So if you want a trivia question, boom, there you go. This day in baseball history in 1989, after taking a 10-0 lead at the top of the first inning, Pittsburgh's best inning since 1942, the Pirates lose to the Phillies 15-11. to After the season, Pirates broadcaster Jim Rooker conducts a charity walk from Philadelphia to Pittsburgh as a result of his on-air promise to walk home if the Pirates blew that early lead which they did. So he did once again, well, this was that theme of old announcers saying stupid things, but there you go. This was one that ended up working out for charity. I just thought that was fun. Could you imagine? I like that walk one. from Philly to Pittsburgh. That was, uh, <laughs> can you imagine anybody here's the other thing too. Can you imagine anybody today now actually like committing to that? That I, I can't imagine one yeah, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen would do something like that. If he said Maybe. something, he'd be like, yep. And then he would be good for it. Cause you know, but I mean like a play by play, like get like a play by play guy oh, on a team. Man. Like anybody going to do that? I mean, that? Joe Buck's a good personality. I think, you know, everyone hates Joe Buck except me. I don't know why. I don't hate I Joe, Buck, Joe Buck is amazing. That's yeah, weird. We might be the only uh, you know, podcast you know hosted by people that don't hate Joe do Buck. This. Because we know how hard this is, and we know what it's like to go from a football show to a baseball show in the same day, back and forth. This dude doesn't see yeah. his family for like months at a time. Totally, he's and it's unbelievable the, what he's been able to do. The, the only thing years. I ever that really pissed me off about Joe Buck was when he got on his. And if you've ever listened to him, he's been on podcasts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's got a funny personality. He's got a mouth too. Yeah, when he lost his mind about randy moss fake mooning the crowd and he was like that's disgust like that was like 
get out of here. Like that was the moment where I was like, this sucks. And then I think it was this. It wasn't cool. I mean, honestly, no, it wasn't. he just was like, woo, fake moon. He didn't even pull his pants down. It was the dumbest thing to get up in arms about to like, just be the, I don't know. I don't know. Hold you know, got to realize the time it was too. That was the late nineties where we were still transitioning into that. It's okay to be flamboyant and fun. And it was encouraged. There was, it was still all these unwritten rules of all the sports still going on. Had the lot, Janet though. Jackson yeah. thing happened yet? No, I wonder Mm-mm. because I wonder it would make a little bit more sense if like this was a year or two after that. And then I don't know, maybe it did because then it, you know, the, the sensors and stuff were really tight and maybe he did something oh, like that, but. Let's see if we can get the years. I thought that the that I thought that all of that stuff. Well, I know that was the Super Bowl with the Patriots in it. So that was. I I, I feel like it happened a year or two Four? after that, which would make all the censor stuff really, really intense. Yeah. But right. still, Let's it's the dumbest on. thing, and I think it made people not like him. But here you go. Here's your real trivia question: Who is the most recent pitcher to throw consecutive nine inning complete games? The most recent pitcher to throw consecutive nine inning complete games. If you got the answer, drop it in the chat over here. And remember, you have to be a subscriber to Fantasy Pros MLB in order to speak to us. Not Nolan just Ryan? anyone can talk to me in Welsh. Who is it? Nolan Ryan? No, no. It's it's somebody pitching right now. It's, They're still pitching in baseball and they went yeah. back to back complete games. Yeah. Yeah. Complete, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. Throw consecutive nine inning complete games. So that doesn't mean any shutouts. Oh. It is not Kershaw. Is it Sandy Alcantara? No, it is not, but we'll let well, people keep guessing. In the meantime, here's the stat heroes from yesterday. You Darvish, seven scoreless, six Ks. Michael Kopech, uh, six innings, no earned, eight Ks. I saw somebody earlier in the chat ask, is this the window to trade Kopech? I still say no because guys are dropping like flies. If you got anybody performing no. well who's got talent, I keep them. Unless you're getting an overpay, Welsh, what do you say about Kopech? Yeah, no, I completely, exactly how you said it. Like, he has okay. been overperforming his stats a little bit, but unless someone's overpaying, like, why even at this point? Kopech doesn't hold that, like, really crazy high value back. But unless he does, then move him. Our favorite DFS pairing last night uh, was Justin Verlander and Tariq Skubal. Skubal, seven innings, three earned, nine Ks. It was a lock against the Pirates. Lock it up. Hitters mm-hmm. last night, Jazz Chisholm, two dingers for him. Great night for him. Ronald Acuna had the two bombs. Simeon had the three bombs. Aaron Judge, another home run. Jorge Polanco with a hot night, four for five with a dinger. And Ahmed Rosario, four for nine. Your boy with two steals, Welsh, not one, two. Here's the losers. John Gray. I'll take the L on John Gray. There we go. They're happy, everybody. Okay, there you go. Uh, we had uh, also Tyler Gilbert, six earned runs. Adon give up eight <laughs> earned runs. Keegan Thompson, eight, uh, excuse me, seven earned runs. Whitlock was bad. Also four innings, four earned. Uh, Jose Quintana, four earned. So he's starting to look like. Jose I was watching Quintana. that Diamondback games. Tyler Gilbert <laughs> was just, not anyone cares. He was getting lit. I've never seen someone just throw BP balls like him in quite a while. It was home run after home run after home run after double. It was uh, it was quite an experience to watch, especially seeing the Reds succeed like that. The answer is not Corbin Burns, and it's not Shane Bieber to the trivia question. I'll reveal it after these loser hitters. Mm. Jared Walsh continues to struggle 0 for 5, 3Ks. Adolis Garcia, how about 0 for 8, the double dip? Well done, Adolis. Uh, two K's there. Jose Ramirez is a rare 0 for seven, but he still walked twice and stole base because he's awesome. So he doesn't belong here. Mike Mayer put him in the in the loser hitters. Never, never Jose Ramirez. He must have uh, gave Jesse a ball Winker to a kid 0- or something. That's why he put him in there. Jesse Winker 0 for five with three K's. Mike Mayer's favorite buy low. So there you go, everybody. Enjoy, mm. enjoy that. I give you Marcus Simeon. He gives you Jesse Winker. Austin Riley 0 for four with four K's. Not good. And Michael Chavis 0 for four with four. Uh, now look. Uh, Here's the answer. It is 
Corey Kluber. And it was in 2017 wow. with the Indians, August 3rd and August 8th. People forget the Corey Kluber Cy Young run there. You forget about how good he was and how dominant he was. And he was a guy who would go out there and throw nine innings. So the answer is the Klubes. I'm looking. Corey no one Kluber. got it, too. I'm just scanning no, through. I don't see it. No, no. no. Now, just so you know, 50 home runs were called correctly last night. 50! An amazing number. Wow. Spectacular number. Aaron Judge has been called 358 times. And... Uh, 155 of our total <laughs> it's, uh, Aaron judge calls, which is easy, you know, but <clears throat> something that I want to bring to everybody's attention. Somebody else is on the board. Oh, uh, who's that? That's right. Joey P tied with a bunch of people at 16, but he's right behind Mike Mayer. Mike Mayer's got 17. Joey P's got 16. Yeah. It's all the same people at the top. Yeah. It's the blum. It's it's high cubby to 2016. It's it's the chaser at 20. It's it's all the people. that It doesn't matter. Joey P made the board. In June, let's go. I'm one behind Mike Mayer. Welsh, I expect you to join me on this board sooner than later. So I, I got 12. I, I got some work to do. I mean, being here more, uh, I'm <laughs> at least for the rest of this month, I'll be in on Wednesdays. So that might give me, I got to get my off day stuff. I got to get some on there a hundred percent. That's right. I did manipulate the board to get my name on there because I have friends in high places who make the board. And I said, make sure you put that board <laughs> up and make sure I don't care who's tied with who that I'm right behind Mike Mayer. That's all I want. I want him to start to fear me. That's what I want. I and, think he uh, does. How, Wonky Penguin wants to know how many Omaha steaks uh, do you send to the board guy? That's between me and Ethan. Okay. That's, that's what tartlets, what tartlets are given between Ethan and Joe <laughs> or their business. Don't you dare call Ethan a tartlet. He's a wonderful person <laughs> and a heck of a football player too. I learned that on our retreat. All right, let's go to a uh, betting pros because it's time for <clears throat> a little bit. MGM, the king of sports books, bet $10, win 200 on any wager, regardless of the outcome. When you use the promo code leading off, go to betmgm.com or the BetMGM app in order to make your wagers. Today, we're back on the hitters for the most part, too. Vlad Guerrero Jr. on DK, one and a half total bases. That's a plus 110. You get even money on Bo Bichette for the same thing. One and a half. I love the Cedric Mullins, 0. 0.5. It's only minus 105. To me, this wow. is a smash on DK at Cedric Mullins. I would smash this all the way. And then the strikeouts with Chris Bassett at four and a half on DK. I think that's too low, uh, especially with the Padres. Give me, I know it's minus 175. It's a lot of juice, but I still like that. Welsh, what do you like on the prop market tonight? Uh, I really do like, uh, I actually like your Vlad and your Cedric Mullins one is fantastic. Two pitcher props. Uh, this one's kind of a high number, but I've been into him. Aaron Nola. And I think this is a fade on what fantasy mm. pros has got. His strikeout prop is at seven and a half, but I actually like the over on that one. He didn't hit it in his last game, but he would have hit it in his previous three. He's going up against Milwaukee, which Milwaukee currently on the strikeout front is in the bottom five of the league over the last three games. They've struck out almost 10 times a game. And I had happened to actually be doing this for something else in a fun little fact about Aaron Nola since May 7th. No one is a lower walk percentage, um, uh, lower walk percentage of pitchers that have a 25% or higher K percentage, if that makes sense to you. So mm -hmm. guys that have 25% uh, K percentage, no one has a lower uh, walk percentage than Aaron Nola. And 
This equates to the third best walk minus strike or strikeout minus walk percentage in baseball, only behind Shane McClanahan and Corbin Burns. So my point is striking out guys at a pretty good clip right now, pretty valuable. And Milwaukee strikes out like crazy. The other one, uh, I kind of like Tony Gonsolin strikeouts under, even though he's been someone I have been betting. He's going up against the Chicago White Sox. Uh, he's been in that five or six range. White Sox third best in the league in strikeouts um, going around seven. In the last three, they've only had five per game. Kind of struggling there. So under five and a half strikeouts on Gonsolin, over seven and a half on Aaron Nola. Those are my picks. And I love your All Cedric right. Mullins and Vladdy one. Yeah, Cedric Mullins is a smash. I mean, I can't believe that should be like minus 130 on the juice somewhere around there. All right, let's get to uh, the DFS stuff here for the night. Uh, simple night. Keep it simple, stupid. Nestor Cortez, 10.3 on DK. Just just keep investing in him against the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, like just every show I've done with you, Nestor Cortez has been available. And it's always the play. Every single time we're sitting out here and we're like, hey, and is it ever Nestor wrong? Cortez. Kiss stupid. And people yes. try to be, everyone's trying to be so different. Stop trying to be different. Just be right. Just be right. And if you don't want to go at Cortez, you want some differential there, then I would team up Aaron Nola and Tony Gonsolin. Otherwise, you're going to go with Nestor Cortez and I would take Chris Bassett on the other side. Um, even though in tournaments, especially, I think Bassett's appealing tonight because everybody will look at that Mets lineup. And if they don't have Marte and if they don't have Alonzo in that lineup, yeah. which is probable, people will be off of it. So if Bassett plays well and the Padres offense struggles a bit, which is very possible. Bassett becomes a huge win. He's only 8.2 on DK. So that's my favorite pairing of Cortez and Bassett in the, I like it. Um, in the uh, tournament scenario on FanDuel. You got to pay all the way up to 11 K for Nestor Cortez. I think it's worth it. If you want to save a grand and go to Aaron Nola against Hauser, you can do that too. Uh, Tony Gonsolin's 9.4. So he is even cheaper. And I would just stay away altogether on the single pitcher site from the Bassett and I think just, you might as well just go with Gonsolin then if you're just going to go with a cheaper pitcher it just makes more sense because Chris Bassett's the same price and the win equity is just far bigger for the Dodgers so it's that's easy uh lineup builders tonight Ryan Mountcastle uh mayor's favorite at 3.2 on DK mm. Nico Horner 3.5 Tyler O'Neill 3.5 on FanDuel Bryson Stott your boy Welsh at 2.3 free square Austin Hayes doesn't get enough credit in a home run again yesterday 2.9 Ali Rutschman 2.3 Tyler O'Neill 2.7 Game stacks. Baltimore's kind of a sneaky, decent one tonight. Uh, then on top of that, you get the Yankees, Boston, Dodgers, and the Atlanta Braves, which brings us to our home run call of the evening. I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton uh, to make a Stantonian blast, which, by the way, that announcer, John Sterling, has now dialed back his schedule. So I don't know if that was some pressure from the top or maybe he's uh, he's 84 years old now. I did not know he was that old either. So good on him. 84 years oh. old, still calling baseball games. But he's taking a step back. But Giancarlo Stanton takes a step up. Give me Stanton against Chris Archer tonight. That guy throws batting practice. Speaking of batting practice, Welsh, where are you going with your home run call tonight? I'm going to play a little uh, BVP. I, I think there's some big names that you could go with, but I'm mm -hmm. going to go with a catcher. Can I get quadruple points uh, for a uh, – what, what the hell is today, Wednesday? Uh, you call have to for ask, a catcher? I think that was a one-day thing. I think that's uh, a one-day thing. If you Maybe we can do any Contreras for, for two tonight. Either Ooh, any Contreras. That's right. Because Contreras. I'm going to go with Wilson Contreras. I like it. Any Contreras for two. That has any a Contreras you pick, you get double sweet tonight. ring for it. Uh, go. I'm going to go with Wilson Contreras. This is a BVP play. He's hitting over 500 career against Jordan Lyles. Has a couple homers. Is not striking out when he's up against him. It's a small sample size, but you know, 50% of the time with his hits, he's hitting bombs. So uh, yeah, two for Contreras night. I love it. The king has spoken. Anyone named Contreras, you get double points tonight. Put it in the books, Wonk. Do it. Make it. Make it so. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a fun look. I can't believe how many home run calls yesterday. That is stunning. So I is just that the most a in a single out. day? I it's gotta be. I mean, that's unbelievable. 50 home run calls in one night. Uh, that's just wild. Um, so you guys are crushing it, and we're just so happy. And look, this is an opportunity once again. It's only the 8th of June. Come join our Discord for free, fantasypros.com slash chat. Join it, check yeah. it out. And if you are a premium fantasy pros member, you get all of the perks of being able to make the home run contest, hanging out in the stages. You know, football's right around the corner. We got all these AMAs and these stages where you can actually get up and talk with us about your fantasy teams, baseball, football, whatever you got. We got betting stuff in there too. It's so great. Uh, and of course, don't forget to subscribe to the Fantasy Pros MLB YouTube channel and get yourself some stakes. Uh, and, and over at Omaha Stakes, again, go to the search engine, put in leading off in the search engine on the Omaha Stakes website, and that's going to take you right to the page, get you the extra burgers, because Joey P knows you like the burgers. I like the burgers. I want the cheese. I want the bacon. I want the lettuce. I didn't used to like lettuce on my burgers. It's again, as you get old, your taste changed. This is just a part of life wealth. You get, get like uh, a nice uh, maybe Bud Light lime there too, something like that. I do that. You know? That sounds good. Summary. Yeah. Something summary, maybe a yeah. line in Google's. Yeah. A line in Google's. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I love like me the line in Google's. Google's. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's, it's a summer. Yeah, sure. It's a refreshing zaza lemon tea. Yeah, mm. I like it in my mouth. It tastes good I on my palate. It. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for the Welsh. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Yeah, oh, it's good. Google.